Just say velour. Velour. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome, I'm Steve. And I'm going to explain it. And I'm Brett. This is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the awakened advoe. So, Al, what, what is an ad, ad, advoe? As we all know, in uh, ancient English ecle- ecclesiastical law, um, an advoe is someone who has an adversan. It's normally a nobleman, um, but they have the right to presentation to a vacant benefice. Ah, so if you have a, if you have a vacant benefice in your clergy, um, an adversary would be one who basically has the first claim on it of a patronage in mm. English law. So um, it could be the Lord I of the Manor, for instance. I was wondering what I was going to do with my uh, spare benefices. We've got a few. It, it basically <laughs> it just blame the French. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do for everything. Um, well, I'll tell you what, what, seeing as you're already talking because you're explaining stuff, what have you been up to this week? Well, in, in, with the initial feudal lords um, and how they exercise seguernal <laughs> dominion over the parishes. Uh, see, I know all this because I've been at church uh, because that's where um, the Scouts is. So I've been yeah. running. So yeah. so this week, in I don't know where you need to like, scout talk. Um, what did you do this week? <laughs> So I can't do mechanics every week because they'll realise I've just got a hidden agenda of getting children <laughs> to fix my car for them. Um, so what did you have to do? Oh, uh, orienteering and map nice. reading, which I thought was very nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought I thought the, the the fools would appreciate a bit of map reading. Um, yeah, well, why can't you just use your sat-nav? I was like, well, what if your battery on your phone dies? I was like, oh, well, just plug it into your car. I was like, what if you can't? You run out of petrol. You're stuck in the middle of nowhere. You don't have to read a map. So I've got them all reading maps, which are very good. Um, and a bit of first aid as well. Ooh. So all about burns and cuts. Is that because you burnt yourself and cut yourself? Mostly. I did actually, yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> um, so they were helping me out with that. And also, because last week, I think I hurt one of the scouts because they had the... Um, my, <laughs> my impact wrench was <laughs> fucked. So I was using the drill driver to put lug nuts back on the car. Um, and I think one of the kids had just messed with the setting on the torque. And so basically, like they were trying to drill, and it was just like spinning around and ripping all the arms out of sockets <laughs> and stuff. And all the kids were like, it really hurts. I was like, you're just not holding it right. It's like, no, it's because it was on like full torque, like hammer setting. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why it hurts. Yeah. I apologize. But that's why we do risk assessments, Steve. Yes. Speaking of risk assessments, uh... well, I've not started. Oh, okay. Um, what else did I do? What did I do this weekend? I don't know. I thought you were done. Uh... What, what did you do this weekend? I'm done. <laughs> Fucking dick, uh, Brett. What? What about you? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? In fact, Al, do you want to tell everyone what uh, delicious beverage you're drinking? So, one of my clients at work is Copperberg, mm. the infamous um, Swedish cider in inverted commas, mm. um, and they have very recently branched out into the world of spirits because, obviously, as we all know, if you make cider, obviously you can make spirits. Um, in the same factory? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, without... They make cider brandy, so... Well, I mean, I think you'd need apples for that, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're not onto the right foot to begin with. Um, no, so I've, I've got I've got some of the Copperberg uh, dark cherry rum, and I'm, I'm currently... Ex- because this is a brand experience, this isn't just a drink, this is an experience. So I'm currently experiencing uh, that mixed with Coke 
for a kind of like a, a an alcoholic cherry coke. It sounds sounds mm. delicious. I uh, I'm the ice helps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, at least the Swedes are good at making axes. Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, I feel like it's just been such an eventful week, but really probably not. I was working on my collaboration project with Donovan, Mr. Once Upon a Workbench, and I just shipped it out prior to the podcast. Uh, so it feels good to get that out the door. We obviously had our day of independence recognition from you lot, and it <laughs> rather than worry about any kind of celebratory measures it was more oh no this is going to ruin my monday because everything's closed <laughs> so i wanted to get it out yesterday and whatever i got the package sent out this morning hopefully it makes it to him by the end of the week i know he's working on another project at the moment but so i don't i'm not even 100% sure when he's going to be able to finish the cabinet the the hardware I forged goes to, but it came out very nice. And I got to try some new things that I'd never done before, AKA braiding steel, nice. which I I've seen the three braid stuff done before. Yeah. Um, but the reference photos that I had from the game and Donovan said, he didn't really mind if I talked about it. So it's from Wait. the newest God of war game. No. What? Ah, yeah. All right, it's from the newest God of War game, and there's, I think there's save points in the game called Jotner Shrines. So I did the hardware for him, and I had the reference photos, and it turns out it wasn't just a standard braid like I thought it was. It's actually four. Yeah. And I didn't know, you want to talk about like looking at something and then translating it and going, I know I can, I can make it look like this, but what is the process? And as much as I love ropes and, and not tying, there's something very different about looking at the process of a braid that's not a standard three-part braid. <laughs> uh, and it took probably about an hour and a half to suss out exactly what the order of operations was. And then mm -hmm. by the time I got it uh, sorted out in my brain, I, I did the first one in, I think it took an hour and a half to do the first braid, and I had to make three. It took about 15 minutes for the second one and then about eight minutes for the third one. So I feel like... I made some personal progress while working on this project. It was fun. I like how all the parts came out. I am I'm excited for him to get the hardware. And then I already gave him the heads up. They're like, eh, you know, I tried to move within your specs. We're looking to be within about a quarter of an inch. And as you know, with limited machinery comes uh, limited precision. <laughs> so we'll see how close I got everything. Um, I tried really, really hard to stay within my my measurement boundaries yeah um but i did give him the you might have to problem solve a little bit like, <laughs> ah, of course you know and he he's good at that kind of thing so anxiously waiting uh other than that i've been trying to make more progress on ben's had a big project going on so we've been helping with that just between like doing production stuff or picking up the camera every now and then for some filming if anybody hasn't seen it yet, the satellite dish that he redid and made into this hanging <laughs> yeah, nice. lounge swing thing, it yeah. is the most comfortable piece of furniture <laughs> I have ever sat in. And like the the pillows that he got for it, whatever, like I have I have dozed off or almost dozed off in that a few times uh, in the late evenings. Been really nice. 
the weather's been a god dang nightmare, but uh, as I've been making progress on cabin stuffs and just trying to do a little bit more preparation and planning, uh, seeing as I've been busy on the other stuff, uh, when I went over there to finish some of the forging uh, for Donovan's project, I did take a smaller air conditioning unit, which worked, uh, but where... Everything else in my cabin, including the refrigerator that I got, will run off of the battery for about 20 or 30 hours on full charge. I turned the yeah. small AC unit on and it was yeah. two hours. Yeah. It completely blew through the battery in two hours. And <laughs> I, was, I was like, it blows my mind. You know, you always hear about how therm thermodynamics work or whatever principle or law you need to adhere to. Cooling a space down takes a lot yeah. of energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's got to be something um, smart you can take advantage of, like in the desert, Brett. There has to be some sort of like really cool, like trick mm. from nature or something where you can, like, I have heard that there are they call them swamp coolers. A lot of people mm -hmm. have them out here. Yeah. It's it's a system that runs kind of below the dirt yeah, because yeah, if yeah. you're two or three inches under the top level of sand, it's substantially cooler. Yeah. Well, all you so, need is that temperature difference, and yeah, then you can exactly. get it to work. It's just, yeah. I need to be able to like bring the cold from yeah. the earth upwards, and I don't know. That might be a fun, um, I don't know, Tyler Bell project in the future. <laughs> it's like we're gonna get into some weird laws of science. There's a, there's um you know Crichton from uh, Red Dwarf. Yes. Yes. Robert, Robert Llewellyn. He's like a total science nut, mm. and he he had a show like a really niche shitty low budget bbc show that was called something like in the shed or shed science or something oh, fuck, what was it called and he there's an episode where he's 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 just utilizing all this stuff and there's there's, the, there's all the phenomenon with like um air vortexes and where it causes like really intense like cold in the middle of it so if you can just get air spinning in a certain way you can just like create i know you don't create cold there's no such thing. Um, but I have a ceiling. The, the, uh, the after tomorrow movie, you can't create cold. Um, okay. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Well, no, I have a I have a ceiling fan, so I can spin the air. But then what? I'll I'll send you the link. It's something to do with what happens in between a vortex, and I don't know if it's the vacuum, but you you get in, like, intense uh, temperature differences. So like on the outside, it gets crazy hot, and the copper pipes get hot. But on the inside, you can get like a really cool column of air. Anyway, but then he was he was also like using the temperature difference it's all about temperature difference like heat transfer it's not that you need a massive difference it's that if you can create a, a difference in temperature a delta it's that's the heat transfer that you can then capitalize on and bend to your will so what he was doing was like there's a river outside and just the temperature difference between the air air and the water was yeah. enough for him to then like cool an entire fridge inside Oh, down wow. to like minus two and just like yeah. ice cold champagne and stuff it's fucking oh brilliant my gosh. i was just like because uh the um the guy that lives just down the road from or like literally across the field from my dad mm. he heats his entire house uh on temperature difference between um because the river is always running at a constant temperature yep. so he uses that to heat the house and it is mm. like one or two degrees but yeah, yeah. accumulation exactly. um, also uh i think it was hollywood science hollywood science that's it uh, but he's also got a YouTube series called Fully Charged. Yeah, it's all know. about electric cars. It gets very Ooh. old very quick. No, yeah. it's it's great, but yeah. he's just talking about Teslas every week. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to be looking into this. this if yeah, if there's anything I can do to create so. cool air inside, because 
here's the thing. Anybody that's dealing with this <clears throat> or anybody that's working on building anything in the near future, insulation mm. works both ways, right? You keep mm. the cold in, you keep the hot in, you keep the hot out, whatever. Like insulation, if I can just cool the space enough, I know I yeah. have good enough insulation in the space that it should be able to maintain a bit of the cool air. But right now I'm offsetting like the days that I'm not over there and not running anything to cool the air. And then it just heats the entire yeah. cabin up. Right. And then by the time I'm in there, I'm fighting against, you know, 30 degrees Celsius yeah. at a constant. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're working on it, but progress is progress. I've still got, I feel like I've got nothing but uh, good work ahead in the coming weeks. A lot of nose to the grindstone and whatnot. I've got two right. questions for you, Brett. Go on. With the, with the kind of collaboration that you're doing, your piece is now done and shipped. Shipped. Where is it then going when that has been applied? Is there a final destination? I don't believe so. Right. I, I think it hits Donovan. Yeah, and he makes the rest of the cabinetry, okay. and I'm I'm and pretty he keeps sure it and gets all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be you know he'll he'll give me all the love and shout outs okay. that he can. But yes, the final piece will exist on his wall of his workshop, and there okay. it will stay. Okay, nice. I'm distinctly disappointed at the lack of Alec Trevelyan references with this giant satellite dish that you've all been lying on. Do you really want to point that at Ben and try and get him to understand what the reference is? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Even if just on Independence Day, you just turned around and, for England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Al, uh, I believe you had another thing. Yes, I just finally remembered what I've actually done um, other than go to Scouts <laughs> and be a child <laughs> for an evening. Um, so all the weekend I was kind of kind of starting again with everything in my house. So I know I, last week I talked a bit about kind of being able to get out in the garden for the first time because yeah. it wasn't either pissing down or I was at work. Um, and just being able to like, I mean, it's already like seed pods. And yeah. this was me like getting in the garden the first time. It's already fucking autumn. So just kind of pulling everything out, pulling everything dead out, cutting the lawn for the first time, pulling all the weeds up, being able to actually kind of get to everything, see everything, hmm. prune everything, and just kind of giving a, a new life and a renaissance to, to, to the garden. And it's great because next week I've got the lads coming up. So they're coming up for like the football and we're going to have barbecues and stuff. And then I was like, oh shit, all the barbecue and the, the spit and my forge, like have not yeah. been used for a year. So I pulled out the spit and it was like completely rusted, disgusting, mm -hmm. full of like spider's webs and mold. And like, like, I don't know. I think my mum's like 63 now. This was for her 60th. I built that spit, the roast <laughs> lamb. I was like three-year-old lamb fat, just kind of like, which sounds delicious, but it's not. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, it it smelled great when I said, so basically I was like, <laughs> put it out. Completely set it fire, like like yeah. like we're talking neighbors concerned fire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of fire. clearing it all out, getting all the firewood stacked up back up again and sorted and dried out and stuff because it's just been sat in the rain. And it was just kind of like resetting everything and getting everything yeah. ready for like actual usage. And then it's the same with the car, like all the like there's been an engine in the back of my car for like a month now. Because <laughs> 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 I went to pick it up and it was just clearing out the hack shack, making space. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, sorting everything out again, 
getting the engine out, putting that in the shack now so I can even think about starting stripping that down. Um, and just just all this kind of just like getting everything back to where it should be, like resetting it so I can start again yeah. and use it. Because a lot of the time I've, I'm treading water. I'm kind of mm-hmm. just like... I'll move enough space here so I can get this done. I'll, 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 I mean, Jess, Jess shows it where she shows behind the scenes in her videos. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you see me working here, but basically I've just moved everything to the other yeah. side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is very much like kind of how I behave. So it's just mm-hmm. been, it was really cathartic this weekend. I didn't get any building. I didn't get any builds done. I didn't get any videos filmed or any editing done, but I did just kind of manage to just get everything back to status quo. Yeah. And now I can actually, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, a joyous experience nice sounds fucking great man i mean mm. it, i like i i'm a sucker for having a big clear out and resort mm. like i it's because I, I i'm kind of like you in the sense that i will just right what's the one thing that i'm focused on i just need to make enough room for that yeah and fuck everything else i'll i'll leave it for another time and mm-hmm. that kind of thing just it builds up and builds up and builds up and then being able to go right the thing that I'm focusing on is all of this shit. Yeah, is really good, and it it just it, like I say it's a, a complete reset and makes you go, oh, I can I can breathe again. I've got I've got room, and this is this is what my house is supposed to look like. It's fucking great. I think I think with the with the the sort of the the news about Maker Central, which is a shame, hmm. but it just kind of went right. I can I can cross that off now. I'm not having yeah. to worry about organizing anything for that. Um, like I had another uh inspection from the electrician from the landlady and then that was ticked off and that's like right now so now i can put everything fucking back away in the shell like i had to have basically my whole house was um a foot away from the wall in every room <laughs> yeah because they, he was going around fixing all the sockets and yeah. this was like with an undisclosed time period so basically for like i don't know three months my house has been four feet smaller in every room <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever the mass is um and now it's like right oh that's done yeah. Take that off, put everything back where it should be. You know, put all my cupboards back in because all the cupboards were empty because you had to get to the stop tap. Wow. So everything was like right now. Everything, everything can go back in its place now. And yeah. I can actually get in the room, tidy everything up. And even though I've on paper not actually achieved anything, I'm just back to square one. Mm-hmm. It's like now I can actually use stuff and I can get to the tools and I can, yeah. you know, it, it's just it, it it's just a weight off, a yeah. massive weight off. Yeah. No, I uh, I fully appreciate that. Like it's. It, it's such a weird thing because it's like you're constantly um constantly stressed and like waiting mm. for something like so you're all tense and then that that relief is 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 good um so yeah good for you well done congratulations and all the other things um, congratulations for achieving nothing <laughs> congratulations for achieving the bare minimum um <laughs> You win. <laughs> uh, what have I been up to, you ask? Well, dude, Steve, uh, I am so excited to hear about what you've been up to. Please I, tell me. I have, uh, what have I been doing? Um, so last, I, I will briefly talk about work stuff. Uh, last week, we um, uh, we finally got to a point where it was like, oh, actually, we, we've, we can like breathe a little bit because we've, you know, we've got, uh, we we've got rid of all of the wholesale orders, and then Al pointed out that we had literally nothing in the shop. So it was another mad rush to get everything sorted for that. Um, but we also posted out all of the books for the 
the yeah competition the cookbook competition uh to win a knife pans or a day at the forge um and that was quite a, an interesting just day of being in the office and just stacking like trying to imagine trying to shuffle 90 books it's it's not as easy as it sounds because it, they're heavy um and they don't fold very well uh but yeah so we did that um and got all them out uh we've we basically we've, we've had a, a fucking great month um at work it's been mad busy but really good um and then i had friday off so that i could move the i, I don't know i don't know how much i've talked about on the show before but the truck um so i've got a uh this is, this is where it gets really quick so we found out more things this weekend um so a few years ago i say a few when i was like 22 i bought a what was described as an austin a40 it is on the logbook as an austin a40 um and uh i bought that and basically went i want to put a bigger engine in it and the chassis has already been fucked about with so i'm just gonna put it on a new chassis um so yeah ended up uh fucking off the old chassis and just keeping the bodywork uh and dropping it onto a range rover with a big v8 in it um but that was basically as far as it ever got uh it wasn't ever actually mounted on it properly um like without going into too much of the history i i had a um a family friend who was helping me with it um kind of in inverted commas helping uh and like encouraging me to do this that and the other without really thinking about the fact of like my level of knowledge and skills and just ability um so i i basically ended up getting in way over my head um the last 15 years or so i've uh obviously gained a lot of um relevant knowledge and experience with stuff like that um but there was still this kind of this big step of of making the outriggers to actually mount it onto the <laughs> chassis um thanks brett um and <laughs> and uh so yeah like that that's been a, a real um roadblock both both uh physically and mentally um and uh yeah so anyway um i had uh the the wonderful Jim and Jamie uh from Wave Cycles and the Custom Cave. Although not from Wave Cycles anymore because he's not on the interweb. Um but uh they came down and so on Friday we took the chassis over to Mum and Dad's, um, having spent the last couple of weeks clearing out their garage, um, which is basically just 10 years of accumulated crap. Mm -hmm. Um, which my mum was really unhappy about me moving out. Um and then we spent the entire weekend putting the body on the chassis, making the outriggers, measuring it all up, making sure it was all nice and, and level and straight. I say we, me, me and Jamie kind of lifted some stuff and stood around drinking bottles of fizzy water whilst Jim did all the work. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was fucking ace. And it was, it was really nice because it was everything that I ever wanted from this project, which is um to be able to hang out with some friends do some work and like just enjoy that kind of that workshop time um 
but doing that has also meant that getting over that hurdle it's opened the floodgates and now i'm like right okay now i can do this now i can do that uh like this is the next step then i can do this then i can do this and it's um it's made it all seem achievable and it's rather than it being like fuck this is terrifying i have no idea where to start it's like mm -hmm. right okay that thing is done i know to achieve everything else the first thing i need to do is this so i can do this and then once i've done that i can do this and i've got this list in my head and on a bit of cardboard in the workshop where it's like, right i can do this this and this um i think uh the the plan is that it was supposed to be coming back to to my horrible shitty tiny garage that leaks um but i'm kind of hoping that if i just keep working on it over there i might be able to keep it over there for a a while longer uh at least until like the bulk of the like bodywork and stuff like that's done because this i i simply can't do it in my workshop or mm -hmm. my garage because it's just not big enough um but yeah so it was really good like we got to hang out we got to um fuck around with each other so like that was it sounds stupid but that was one of the best things about it is the fact that um the guys both brought down their own uh collections of tools and it was we was playing around with like different um different brands of tools and different types of tools and lots of like little um little gadgets and stuff that you know if i'd seen on the internet i would have gone oh that looks useful but never actually bought but actually getting to play with them is maybe go oh that's genuinely actually really useful i'm going to buy that instead of you just talking about yourself for all the time <laughs> i thought we'd talk about tools because I got a new tool, and I think it's very similar to a new tool that you got, Steve. Oh, what did you get? I got a, a cordless angle grinder. I got Ooh. a cordless angle grinder. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah. <laughs> so much easier not having to drag cables everywhere. What? Guys uh, are adorable. <laughs> uh, which one did you go for? Uh, I've waited for the Makita because I've already got the batteries, so it would uh, it, yeah. it cost me basically nothing to get yeah. a really, really good Makita I'm going to grind it. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is because I, I, I've already bought into like, uh, well, I say bought into DeWalt. I've got, um, I've got a couple of DeWalt tools, um, but the, the DeWalt angle grinders, like I've used them. I used one, uh, I used them at Jimmy's mm. um, and a couple other places. And I just don't like them. They're, they're gutless and shit. Um, and as far as angle grinders go, like I will always go straight to Metabo unless there's a, a a fen or fine kicking around um which they they are never in stock anywhere so it's very unlikely that there'll ever be any kicking around like i will always go for the metaba ones and i played with uh the one that jamie brought down which was the aeg one which he was talking about like the way that the the tool companies works and who owns who and and all of this yeah, basically yeah. aeg is uh like the the higher level of that talk tti i think it is that then own Makita and Ryobi yeah. and, and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. He was saying like, that's why the Makita one is quite good because it's based off of a load of stuff that they do on the AEG stuff. And the AEG one was genuinely, I was like, this is super nice. I'm tempted. <laughs> um, but I know it's not available in the UK. Uh, you've got to like find back doors to get it sort of thing. Um, and anyway, so after playing with, like after having access to like, five different angle grinders uh, at all times, all with like different cutting discs and grinding discs and sandpaper and flat discs and all sorts on them. Um, I was like, right, first, if I'm going to do any work on this thing, I can't be constantly changing between 
a cutting disc and a flat disc or mm -hmm. sanding disc or whatever. So I was like, right, I'm going to go in. I'm just going to buy a second angle grinder. I know I'm going to get the value out of it, so I might as well just fucking do it. Um, went to the tool shop, which I know has a massive selection of Metabo stuff, and uh, and looked at like the corded ones and was like, well, that's not as cheap as I would like. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll just have a look and see what the, the cordless ones are like. I went and had a look at the DeWalt one. And looked at the price of the adult one and like just body only i was like well that's more than the metabo uh body only so maybe i'll just have a look at the, the metabo one and see that's how that's how they get you yeah it's all relative isn't it yeah it's like well I'm, i can't afford a corded one although that yeah. is cheaper than that brand yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly so basically i just ended up justifying to myself that it was totally worth investing oh. in the metabo tool set um but I must admit, I walked away with it, and I was so fucking happy. And like, I know I brought the Xbox the other day, but um, but it just felt good to be able to buy like a new tool that was actually new and actually useful, rather than it just being like a a secondhand one or a a budget one that'll only just about do what I need it to do to see me through, sort of thing. Like this, this is now the most expensive tool in my yeah entire shed. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And but it's also going to be one of the most used. So it's like it's it's because like, I had to go pick up um, some steel from the steel suppliers today, which I I I think I posted a thing about it. But they've they've got office dogs. They've got two uh, Springer spaniels. And they're fucking so cute. Um, but like having a, a cordless angle grinder was great because it meant that I could take that with me in case it was too exactly. long and I had to cut it down. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not about the convenience of not having a cable. It's yeah. now there's so many times now where I'm like off site. Yeah. At a scrapyard. At a, I mean, even just taking it to like a timber place and just grinding yeah. off a bit of bark, you know, like, yeah. it's like this is super useful now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, that was super good. Um, and yeah, just like, just, it was just really nice hanging out with the guys because, Obviously, right, rub it in. <laughs> um, with like the the way shit's been over the last uh, two years, nearly, um, we've not got to go out very much, and obviously with Maker Central being cancelled, it's like fuck, we're not going to see everyone. Um, and what was weird is the fact that um, like with Jamie and and Jim, I, I literally talked to the both of them every single day, um, and it wasn't until like on the Sunday I was like. Oh shit! This is like genuinely the first time I've spent more than like an hour or two in your company. <laughs> like, how fucking weird is that? Um, mm -hmm. But it was. It was just like hanging out with a couple of old friends. It's like we. It was like we grew up together, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, and and like I say, that just getting that done, and it was something that I couldn't do on my own. Um, I mean, I I've said oh, to see. the guys. Yeah, uh, I've said to the guys so many times, like they have no idea what that means to me. Like the fact that I'm now in a position where I can actually start moving on with this thing because it's mm -hmm. been it's been hanging over my head for the last tw uh, 12, 15 years. Um, and every time I've tried working on it, it's just been it's it's been this thing where it's like I can't actually do the thing that I need to do to be able to progress. So I'm just yeah, you know, I'm. I'm twiddling thumbs sort of thing like i'm just potting around trying to figure out like is there anything i can actually do but none of it's worth doing until this is done um so being able to do that has just kind of completely reawakened that um that excitement and that passion uh to start moving on with the project 
Ah, that's so good to hear. It's so good to hear, though. And I know you've made reference to it plenty of times in the past, right? So hmm. even hearing about it for the last couple of years, just knowing that Steve has this other vehicle and it's it's a project that he'll eventually get to. This is just really exciting to see. And I was happy to see hmm. the photos that you posted. Um, not like the property has been bugging me for 15 years like yours has, <laughs> but I it's like you know getting the um, the initial solar stuff set up and being yeah. able to turn some lights on was absolutely a floodgates moment where it just now everything seems like it's more feasible yeah. and while there is a certain degree of truth to that the worst part about it is that i'm i'm having trouble kind of balancing what direction i want the flood water to go in right like i want to work on the bathroom but every time i think about working on the bathroom it's like the 15 projects i'm gonna to have to do for the bathroom oh but wait if i want to finish the floor in the bathroom i really should just do the floor for the entire space because mm. if i'm gonna crack the concrete sealer open might as well just do the entire floor right yeah. because it's not like it's that big anyways um and then i'm like oh but wait i want to do this thing to the floor before i seal it and then well, before I do the bathroom, I got to do the thing. So I, I love the floodgate moment, but it's also, I feel like not having the, scratch that, you have full power to make the decision what you start on, right? Like, yeah. Steve, you could absolutely just start on body work right now yeah. and be like, I don't know, I just want the shell to look good. Yeah. But knowing that you have all these other things that you want to do to the vehicle uh, that are probably more important. And I don't know if this is something that we can parse down to like smaller projects because a truck full restoration of your vehicle is going to be, it's, it's already lasted this long, but it's not like it's going to be done tomorrow. Yeah. And like, I, I don't want to stop my own passions and my own um, enthusiasm for wanting to get on projects, but I think there's a certain talent that comes with knowing where the right starting point is. <laughs> yeah. Why no, are you giggling? Because I because I know exactly what you mean, and you're so right. Yeah. And my build would be that, like, just seeing your what you're working on, Steve. Like, I I couldn't even begin to start until I got rid of those fucking Range Rover wheels. And it's so <laughs> ir irrelevant, and it makes no difference to the project, yeah. and it isn't the least important thing. Yeah. But I, that, I, I it probably says a lot about me. I can't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to start until I got rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you put on it. Yeah. But like, it, it's not like to Brett's point, it doesn't even have to be a rolling chassis at this point. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be able to focus past that. And I think uh, there's obviously some sort of block in my, my mental capacity to ignore things and move mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Even trivial things like that. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, to your point, Brett, it's like, I can't, I can't start on this. I can't start in the kitchen. I can't start on this until, I iron that shirt that's in the cupboard. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's they, they did that. They did that on. I'm not even sure if it was a callback. I want to believe it was a callback, but they had Walter White in Breaking Bad do an entire like he needed to fix the leak in the closet. Yep. And it ended up being 50 other things. And by the yeah. end, he's working on the foundation of the house that they had him do that in Malcolm in the Middle. Like yes. 10 years ago or whatever, same situation. He went to change a light bulb and there were 50 other steps that he had to do. And by the end of it, somebody comes home and is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm changing the light bulb. <laughs>
I mean, like with so I, I completely get what you mean about the the wheels. Like they will one hundred percent be changed at some point. No, um, I'm not even judging the wheels. Like in the right circumstances, I yeah. kind of like those wheels. And but, it would even be funny if you kept them on the car. But like yeah. to me, it was just like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did you notice what the actual tires were called? It, it were, like the tires are like Fluder Tramp tires. Oh, nice. I kind of like. Um, but yeah, like there is there are so many things that I I just want to do. Like I really I so badly want to fuck around with the engine um, because it's uh you know it's a big fucking v8 like it's the heart of the vehicle all i want to do is turn the key and start it up and hear it go but that's so far down the the list of things that need to be done at the moment that i'm purposely like no i'm not touching anything with it. <laughs> like the um I, I think i talked about it a little while back like the the mass of the wiring loom that was on there mm. um i literally just picked the whole up, up snipped a couple and just went fuck it i don't need any of this i'm not going to use like by the time i get have i got a spark that's all i care about (laughs) yeah well that's like all of these it was like for like all of the obviously because it was a range Rover, all of the electronics and stuff like that it's like i'm going to be redoing all of this anyway you mean you're not going to power sunroof (laughs) yeah yeah Um, come on and like it's like the wires that are there are going to be fucked and it's just it's it's another block in my head because it's a terrifying thing looking at this spaghetti of wires. It was like, no, mm-hmm. fuck it, out of the way. Um, and like one of the things that I want to do over the next couple of weeks is build a frame um, for the bonnet and wings to sit on just purely so that I can put them on there and I know that it's all secured and I, I know that actually everything's there and everything's straight, everything's true, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, again, that's not a particularly important thing. The, the next things I need to do are to so uh I, you know i said earlier on about the fact that I, the on the paperwork it says it's an austin a40 we've kind of like come to realize that it's not like the body is not an austin a40 the body is an austin fx4 which is essentially a london Classic taxi. mistake to make yeah uh it's a london taxi so i think what's happened is you know we were talking a little while back about uh, with DVLA, if you the, there's the points system and you can do a body swap and it's still classified as the original vehicle, hmm. I think that's what happened. So they, I think they put they had an, an Austin A40, took a uh FX4 body, so it's like it. triggers, triggers, uh, brew, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> so they, look, this is the thing, like, so they put the, the body on the uh on this Austin A40 chassis and then I bought the A40, fucked off all of the actual A40 and just kept the FX4. Um, so this is why it's probably going to end up getting registered as a Range Rover. Um, see, yeah. you, jo- you joke about that, Steve, but I see a, a very compelling like build story in this. Yeah. I don't mean with your vehicle. I mean, yeah. how far could you take that? Could you start with like a, a Mini <laughs> and put like a Ferrari body on it? Yeah. And then <laughs> a, a, a drivetrain from like Robin Reliant. Yeah. You know, and, and like, could, how far could you go? And it's like you've just got basically like one wing mirror left yeah. <laughs> of this vehicle. It's like, oh, it's classified as yeah. a, a, a NASA space shuttle. Because <laughs> that's what's on the logbook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I started with a mini. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the, like the, the list of, of jobs, it's it's really, really tempting to, to just be like, no, I want to do the fun things. And like I, I had to put the, the wings, uh, the, uh, the doors on. 
um, yesterday purely to make sure that the body wasn't twisted and to make sure everything lined up. And then as soon as I'd done Spoiler that, alert. <laughs> uh, as soon as I'd done that, I just had to brace it to make sure that that then didn't move. Um, mm -hmm. And that's it. The, the doors will be coming off um, when I can be bothered because they don't need to be on. They're just getting in the way now. Um, but that was the first thing. And then I'm going to be building a frame uh, for the bulkhead and firewall and floor. And then those braces will be coming out because that, those those frames will actually be the bracing itself um and then we were talking about like putting the uh the floor pan firewall and the bulkhead actually in like the the sheet material and i kind of went well actually because there's so much else that needs to be done around that and yeah dude i wouldn't be doing that until right at the end well th well this is the thing is like the way that i'm going to do it i'm going to do it so it is easily bolting and about mm. but that needs to be done before i can even think about any kind of the interior stuff um, and before I can do the uh, a lot of the engine stuff and things like this, like it, I need that there, so I know where stuff's going to be. Um, so I'm just going to get some plywood and put that in as a stand-in because that means that I can make a template out of like some cheap plywood. I've got something to build off in terms of like figuring out how high things are going to be and stuff like that. And if I cut it and fuck up a bit of plywood, it's only wood. It's not like a good material like metal. Mm -hmm. um, so I can just softwood. Soft <laughs> uh, so I can just um, I can then use that as a template when I actually cut out the steel. At, at, the, at the risk of us talking about cars on this podcast, did what? you watch? Um, did you watch the Jeffrey Croker thing where he was putting the um, the cab the cabin back on the chassis of the Land Rover, the series Land Rover? Don't think because <clears> he, he he kind of went around this little roundabout that you're going around, mm. and he was like, well the. Um, the body's right, yeah, because I've just taken it off a car and put it back on, yeah. Um, but the mounting points are wrong on the chassis, so the, mm -hmm. the chassis must be wrong. So I'm going to cut the chassis, lift it up, get that right, re-weld it, yeah. And then he just he just basically went around this whole circle and found <laughs> out that, that every basically the body was wrong, yeah. And he just completely recut and reshunted his chassis to match the body. It's like no, all that that was wrong, yeah. And it all came down to like one bolt at the front of the car <laughs> where you just you tighten it up and the whole basically the gap you were showing me, yeah. You just tightened that up and it went, eh. yep. And then basically now was right. He's like, so I can just go back now and complete. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, well, what do you do? He was yeah. right. And then and then his point was, this was built by hand. Yeah, in a factory by a man and a welder. Yeah, and it's like there was no laser guided rocket system building this car. It was like that was built to 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 spec to that chassis and that body. Yeah. It's like well, I've taken that off, and put it on something else. There's no way it's going to fit. No, and and that's why you've got these adjustments to make that fit. Yeah, and it's, so you you just kind of need to be ruthless and go right. I'm going to set out my stall, and I'm going to build. I'm going to base everything on. Mm -hmm. the carpets and that's my yeah. starting point <laughs> yeah. like, i know the carpets are right yeah you go from there yeah i mean well that's that's the thing is like ev like literally everything on this that was done before was done badly like the chop was done badly the conversion to a truck was done badly isn't that the point though and well th this is the thing is like i'm like right well now i don't feel bad about just cutting shit out like as long as i'm not twisting it anymore um like I'm like no fuck it I, like and that's why again i was putting the bracing in and stuff like that it's like right i know it's not going to move i know all of that metal is shit so like whether the front mountain points are going to be rather than trying to use the mountain points that are already on the body for the very front ones um like right under where the, the windscreen mm -hmm. would be mm -hmm. um i'm like well why would i 
I'm going to have to cut a load of that out anyway. So rather than trying to use the original ones on the body and make some custom outriggers, why don't I just use the outriggers on the chassis, which are only like three inches further back and just make that map. Cause I'm going to be rebuilding all of that anyway. Mm -hmm. So well, I could just, I can make that, I can custom build that part anyway. Cause it's, it's all going to get cut out and redone. And I'm not precious about maintaining any aspect of originality or anything. Like yeah. That. Cause it's, it's a fucking. This is the original rust that came yeah, with it. Exactly. It's it. It was all a bodge anyway. Like it's not an <laughs> actual vehicle. Like the the front end is from a different car anyway. So what's the fucking? Yeah. It just it just needs to look cool and work. Like that's it. Yeah. So there's a nice sort of like bit of triage going on here. I like this. Um. And I was I, I'm I, I'm always thinking about this bit when I think of you and I think of you out in the desert and I think of you kind of sacrificing things and you know going from. Nice, clean office job, computer, editing, digital, nice salary, you know, <sighs> to, yeah. oh, it's Jimmy's daughter sweeping the floor, you know, <laughs> but actually he's the one doing everything and doing all the editing and telling Jimmy what to do, um, to packing up your lunch and moving out to the middle of nowhere where there's not even any electricity and nobody will give me a driving license, and, you know, <laughs> and, and it's kind of, it's a story of sacrifice, but it's also a story of like triage and, and what, what matters what do yeah. i want to keep alive for now because that's important mm -hmm. you know if i keep mm -hmm. if i keep these systems running i can still function yeah mm -hmm. and 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 I'd, I'd love your kind of take on on, on prioritization for that aspect and because we're, we're kind of talking about rebooting and what I, I, in my head right as we're talking about all these things it's that bit in pitch black where they find the um the settlement and they dust off the the solar yes. panels, yeah. and everything just starts to kick moving. back into life. Yeah, yeah. and like every like everyone breathes, and the water comes out of the tap, and mm -hmm. life just kind of springs. You know, if it was mm -hmm. Lion King, yeah, yeah. Uh, plants would start sprouting out the ground. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pitch black is not Lion King, um, but I'd, I'd love your take, Brett, on kind of like that. What what do you need to kind of refresh? I mean, it, aptly in a desert, you know, like. What I need is a pitch black Lion King crossover. <laughs> that sounds like it would be pretty amazing. Um, I, yeah, as far as this whole resetting thing goes, like I was actually having a, a conversation about it with uh, one of Ben's friends, Ben's friends, friends. who was in town uh, over the last couple of days. And we were talking about how it was uh, a lot of, my life for at least the last let's say decade was a series of progressing things forward but not actually being able to put a stamp on that's finished and like i did that thing outside of the projects that i make and maybe you know putting a video up on a youtube channel those have markers i can say i'm done with it but these big shifts and trying to make progress after hitting the reset button, which is, a, you know, I, I use that terminology for the video game reference of it because any of us that have had to do that where your game locks up and you're 10 hours into it and you have to hit reset, who knows the last time you saved it <laughs> and what kind of resources you've gotten since then. It's such a bother sometimes to, uh, to hit the reset button, but I've now, I've done it so many times in my life that it's kind of normal that every few years I, I take on a new thing and, and kind of have to reset and gain my bearings. As far as being out here, though, I, I think it's important to hit these marker moments, right? Like you, you guys have probably noticed it, but my 
entire outlook has changed on the cabin project because I got the solar thing done and it's not ideal, but it fucking works and I can turn the lights on. You know, the fact that I'm trying to work out if I can run an air conditioning unit or I went and got that fridge to see if I can actually, you know, keep some water cold during the day. Small little moments like that are, uh, they become markers in, in the longer uh, to-do list or the longer term goal. And, and things like the, uh, yeah, things like the bathroom, like that's a relatively small project, but I will get to use it as a, a springboard for the rest of the cabin, right? I'll know what's in the walls. I know I've already mentioned this before. I'll know what's in the walls. I, I know that I'm going to handle the baseboard in a certain way. Like I'm ripping the trim boards out on the bottom and I posted on my Patreon Instagram about a solution that I had kind of come up with that I think is going to work. And then, you know, I had Brian Prusa and a couple other folks and Ula and uh, people messaging me that we've interacted with for years going, I think that'll work. Or have you looked into doing this way? That's close to the right thing. All that's going to do is move into the rest of the space. So I, I know I'm kind of uh, long forming the answer to your question, Al, but the, the reset buttons just you have to find those achievements, those side quests that end up leading to achievements, right? I'm just making video game analogies now because I've been thinking about God of War all week. But I'm I'm starting to look at it more as like what is my my level up and my achievements, right? Every time I hit the reset button, call it ready player one, I'm zeroing out. I gotta start over. But I know the game well enough to know that I can get higher levels quicker. Does that all make sense? This is a shit ton of analogies based on video <laughs> games, but you're welcome. Does that answer your question at all, Al? Oh, I don't know if it does. In, 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 the, exact way, in the exact way that I wanted you to answer it. <laughs> We're just like talking way too much yeah. about it? Okay, yeah. I appreciate if that. If I had Steve, he'd have just gone, yeah. Yeah. It's about right. Okay. I mean, yeah. how do you guys feel? I want to know your thoughts on these things as well. Steve, when are you going to know that you're making progress or achievements. I mean, I'm sure rolling the chassis and getting the body and the chassis together was a pretty big achievement. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, like that's that in itself is is a huge achievement, and um, like that that was the thing that was holding everything else back. And from that, there's there are a few things that need to be done. Like I said, like the um, the framing out of the the bulkhead and firewall. Um, but then it's like, well, do I carry on with the interior or do I go on with the, the bed of the truck and do I do this and do I do that? And like going back to what you were saying after, uh, earlier on, like once that um, that main bit of like framing out on the inside is done, that's that's it. Like that then opens up so many other things that are in themselves little projects. Like mm -hmm. doing, doing the bed of the truck is going to be an entire little project on its own. But it's way like I can't really do that until I've done this framing out. Same as mm -hmm. doing the interior, same as doing um, the the inner wings on the front and and stuff like that. Like it's all lots of little projects, and not all of them are going to be uh, like completely finished by the time I I stop working on them. But let's say that like it's going to be a case of like right, I can get this to eighty percent done, and then there's no point doing anything else because 
all of the other things that I'm going to do mm-hmm. are going to affect it for whatever reason. So like, there's a lot of stuff that is going to be like really satisfying to get like the big chunks done, but like those l- nice little finishing touches aren't going to be there. And I think like in a way that's like getting two wins because it means it's like, right. Okay. Well, I've got like the bulk of it done. Like this is now like this actually looks like a, a truck bed or this actually looks like a, a firewall or whatever <laughs> it um, actually looks like a truck yeah uh but then in a couple of years time or however long it takes when i when it comes around to actually finishing that job properly like putting on the the nice bits of wood or the the you know the the actual instruments or whatever like putting them mm-hmm. in a nice place like that's then an extra bonus of like oh this is actually now finished and this is actually a finished project um so yeah, it, it's kind of nice having like those those double wins. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, the, the reset buttons are a, a weird one because you kind of went down uh, one way with it. Like I I was talking to someone in the group earlier on about the um, fuck, what's it called? The lost effort fallacy is it something like that? Lost something? Um, basically, wait, sunken cost fallacy. That's it. Sunken cost. Um, like the whole thing of like, oh well, I put so much work into doing it this way that. I've just got to carry on and do it this way now. No, if it's not working, you you can just stop. And I think like that's uh, that's an important thing to do as well. And quite often having having someone else like again what we were talking about last week with the the getting the right people in to to help with the job. Like this weekend was such a good example of that because having Jim there to be like, no, you kind of need to do it like this. Mm-hmm. But also having. Having Jamie there being, because I, I um, obviously I've done a, a, a bit of mechanics and, and stuff like that, but I, I have, I like, I, I know some basics. Jim knows a lot more, but it was great having Jamie because he was coming from a completely outsider's perspective. He was like, well, why are you doing it like that? Why don't you just do it like this instead? It's like, oh, fuck, that's, that's brilliant. I never would have thought of that because you, I was stuck in those ways. And I think, like, mm-hmm. like going back to the, the, the um, sunken cost thing, like, having being able to take a step back and sometimes it's getting someone else to take that step back and 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 explain say to you like actually that's it's a really inefficient way of doing it and why don't you just stop you're you're wasting your time you're gonna have to redo it anyway so just cut it all out now and crack on with it mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if that came anywhere near to answering the question but al i'm gonna hand it over to you not to be confused with phallus. We're not talking no. about like easy or an error. No. Um, I had a bit of a revelation when Brett was talking, obviously not when Steve was talking. Obviously. When Brett was talking about kind of triage and closure and moving on. And then it kind of dawned on me that the beginning is closure for me in a lot of instances. Mm. So getting the chassis out of the garage yeah. is closure. Yeah, even though it's just the awakening and the start of it. Yeah, that is like the oh, thank fuck, I can relax now. Yeah, hundred percent. Whereas normally I think about that being the end of the project, but it's actually yeah. the beginning, yeah. and, it, and it's that that first step of something. Without getting into like a fucking Instagram motivational cat poster, <laughs> the the first step is is the closure, and it is the the bit where you can the weight is off. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like it's in motion almost. As soon as it's in motion. I don't have to worry about it. It's yeah. just on the list of a thousand other things that are in motion. Yeah. But if it's not been started on, 
that's where the stress lies and that's where I need I need to kind of get get the ball rolling and and, and crack it open. Another yeah. movie reference and I just can't I can't think <laughs> what it is, right? There's there's some sort of scene in a film where something is like rusty or covered in dirt and I think it's like a moving thing mm. and they kind of crack it open and all the dust like shakes off and it starts to move and it all just comes to life. And ah. it's probably something really shit like yes. the librarian or something <laughs> or um, national treasure. But in my head, it's like, you know, the, the, the gates of Moria, yeah. or, but, but it's, 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 it's an epic, like part of like ancient machinery. Yeah. It just needs this dust shaking off it and it can come to but life. It's that, that that whole thing of like the project is no longer stagnating. It's yeah. something is happening. Exactly. And it can be tiny and it can yeah. be it can be anything, but it's just that that moment of awakening where suddenly all it's like the potential is un, unleashed. Unleashed yeah. the Kraken. It could be in fact it could be a Pirates of the Caribbean reference. I'm just thinking of something like yeah. cracking open or like Maybe what like really what about old. the mummy when they when they open the, the sarcophagus and then uh, he turns into the guy? No, it, it's the uh, the the it's Pirates of the Caribbean where the guy uh, breaks out of the ship where he's like crushing that as the well. Ship yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaks out. yeah. Bootstraps, bootstraps. That's it. Yeah, but um, it's, it's like getting the literal wheels in motion, but also yeah. the figure of wheels in motion. Um, but it takes a lot of effort. That coefficient of friction to break that, yeah, to begin with, it does take a lot of fucking effort, mental yeah. and physical, and or or it takes your mates to come down and help out, yeah, or it takes someone remote to kind of instigate that and and give you that kick up the ass that you needed, yeah, because otherwise it's just that mental pressure on top of you going, like, oh, fuck, that's another thing I need to get done. Oh, woe is me, yeah, you know, my list of selfish endeavors that I need to go, <laughs> undergo, um, but yeah, the second that. Even though I haven't finished it, I've finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it's, we, yeah. Yeah. It's that whole thing of like, well, I'm in motion. And like you say, like it's it's not a case of having to start it anymore. It's just carrying on with it. It's it it's that whole thing of like, you know, um uh there's a, a gym thing. Um and it's basically like if you don't want to go to the gym, just just put your gym clothes on and that's like it's just finding that first step. And you tend to find that as soon as you've done that, then like, okay, now all I need to do is I just need to get in the car and, and drive there. And then you've driven there. And then you just did need to do it. And then you find as soon as you actually start doing the workout, you, you love it. Yeah, you love <laughs> yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, it's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. great. I think that's a, a good way of looking at it. Like, Is it a good way of looking at it, Steve? Or is it? Uh, it's a bit early for that, isn't it? What, an hour and a half? We didn't start on time. Yeah, but the football's on at eight. Come on, get a fucking move on. <laughs> Oh, we all get fuck. Spain, Italy every fucking week. Is that who's playing? Is it? Yeah. Fuck! I had something else to say because it was going to be really good. It was. Uh, it was going to be. Um... <laughs> it was going to be really good. It was. It was going to be really good. It was. It was going to be spiffing. Like you breathe a sigh of relief because this thing's been like stuck in dust and and like rot for so long, and you're just like. <sighs> in my oh, head, it's God. like a big machine or like a big automaton i can see the camera movement yeah it's something like with mechanics <laughs> and like in a cave maybe i don't know i feel like it's underground yeah cave, there's definitely something there's moss and, yeah. and, and it's like roots. and it like shakes it off 
Yeah, no, is it is it like a spaceship or something, Brett? Yeah. Or like a, or like a machine, like a metal machine, like something like mechanical. Because I was thinking like old wooden ropes and like Indiana Jones kind of like yeah. breaking that free. But now you got me thinking it's maybe it's like something with like a diesel engine and an exhaust pipe. Mm. Is it something cracking free of like the ice? <sighs> like, like, like it's all been like encased in ice for years and it's just been brought to life and now the ice is cracking. Are you thinking of Transformers? See, in my head it's Transformers, but it's not because it's, yeah. that's shit. And there's not a memorable scene in Transformers. <laughs> there is. That's, there's that one where the, the, the stuff happens. Where the robots smash on the road. That's it, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll take it back. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep I thinking think. about it. Like, <laughs> and and you can long. feel the relief as it cracks yeah. out. And... Oh, what is it? I've got it. I've I think got... it's like Lord of the Rings or... Like something a bit epic like that, but there is because there's loads of rope and you can see the rope going through like and it falls oh, off. It like yeah. falls off because this thing's big. Yeah, and I've got, I, I think it, I think it's a, I think it's a character because I think the person's like relieved for it, it to to be yeah. woken up. It feels like it's, it's something like the Iron Giant, but it's, it's not like the Iron Giant. Yeah, but it's not because it's real because it's a I can I can see the dust and the cracks and stuff. I don't fucking know. Uh, right. Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's abs. Abs, which means you are first. Oh, fuck. So uh, this is this is the cruelest of spiffs because you can't go anywhere with this spiff. And it's something I've already mentioned in this show, and it's mm. Hollywood Science, the Robert e. Llewellyn 2001 TV show from the BBC. Mm. I don't know where it exists. I think there's like one or two clips on YouTube. But for a 20-year-old television show from the BBC, it must exist somewhere. I think it, in my head it's like on Dave or something. But that doesn't help yeah. anyone. Uh, oh, So it's called Hollywood Science. Now, what doesn't help is I think there's been several TV shows called Hollywood Science. Yeah. But in this, it's kind of like Mythbusters, but from films. So there's like a bit in like Shanghai Nights where they break out of jail. And they recreate the scene and they see if it's doable. Yeah. Um, it's uh, stuff like that. I'm, I'm just having a quick look to see if I can see anything on the... Uh... But they're in a shed and one of the episodes will be super helpful for you, Brett, because they basically make things ice cold from nothing. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I'm James Cameron was in it. Yeah. What? So they, they, they interview people because they, yeah. the, they do the science from the film, Hollywood yeah. science. But then they'll go like, oh, did you know James Cameron that actually that wouldn't have happened in the abyss. Yeah. That's good. Oh, really? It's a good show. Yes. Uh, no, so if I... anyone can, so this is, this is more like homework than spiffing actually. <laughs> There's no dimension to this. If anyone can find Hollywood science, please share it on the Facebook group because it's great. And there's only like 10, it's the classic BBC show. There's only like 10 shows. Yeah. And they're all eight minutes long, but um, yeah, find it, share it because it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, good shout. Sorry, I got distracted because I was trying to find it and see if I could find it to watch anywhere and I can't. Um, yeah, no, good, good, good shout. I I really want to watch that all again now, so thanks. Uh, Abs, Brett, you are next. Who would you like to spiff? Well, since we talked about floodgates opening and all of the good 
things that can come out of it and really finding a good direction. This young lady has been delightful to watch uh, like her career kind of take off. And oddly enough, I know she started on TikTok and I didn't find that out until later. Yeah. Um, but her name on her Instagram and YouTube is Natty Dread with three D's. Well, there's four technically in the last name, but in A T I dr is a scottish performer musician and seriously like i started following her on instagram because she did uh sea shanty she got into shanty talk when all that was going really big but she kept coming up on my discovery feed because she would just she kept coming up on my feed yeah and now it makes sense well she is delightful like if you go back and watch anything that she's done on instagram She's got, you know, a decent amount of followers on Instagram. If you go look at TikTok, which I don't have TikTok, she's got millions of followers or whatever. She's a big deal. But she's um, she's doing these live concerts now. And, you know, some of them are covers or uh, re-envisionings of certain songs that we've all heard before. If you're into things like shanties or dirges or, I don't know, Scottish Highland music, whatever. Um, she's... Absolutely fantastic. And just watching her little videos on Instagram, she's super upbeat and she always starts it out. I, you know, love a good Scottish accent, but she's always like, good morning, my wee darlings. And she's yeah. just got this fucking amazing accent. Anyway, so I was, seems I, like a real I, was trip. I was initially put off because it kept popping up. And I, I think I clicked on her Instagram account and it's just basically 200 pictures of the same angle of her head. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, a narcissist. <laughs> but it's obviously that's just how she sits when she's singing songs. So I should have yeah. just yeah. delved a little bit deeper into it. <laughs> he's delightfully self-deprecating like most of the people I like on the internet where she makes fun of herself and how bad her hair is and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking, you're delightful. So anyway, I will post the links to, well, it'll be in the show notes to her uh, Instagram and her YouTube. She's not super active on YouTube, but I bought tickets to her next online show, which is in nice. a week or something like that. And I'm pretty sure you just stream in, you know, as yeah. an audience member. And she just performs in the comfort of a space that is created. And uh, I'm really excited for it. I've never attended a, uh, a performance like that before. So that'll be a first. And I'm anxiously awaiting what she's going to do because she she's mentioned something about a My Mother Told Me release which is from the Assassin's Creed game where it was Vikings. Yep. And there's this very low dirge repeated. That video, she did a cover of that and it blew up or something during Shanty Talk times. So she's been delightful to follow and she seems like a total friggin' sweetheart. Yeah. I've got two. Go check her out. Two thank yous for you, Brett. Thank you for that, Spiff. And also, thank you for reawakening, callback Steve, Ooh. a memory that I paid for a ticket for a live seat at a Nats What I Reckon show and obviously completely forgot about it. And go, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. That a boy. Because <laughs> I too had never experienced one of those and I still haven't. Yeah. Even oh, man. Fuck. Some <laughs> 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 time zones. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good shout. I'm uh, trying desperately not to click on all of the songs and start listening to them now because we've got a show to finish. Um, really good. 
I I will be listening to them in a bit. Uh, but um, I am going to go next because I'm the only one left. Because we've been talking about, uh, well, I've been talking about the truck and um, like doing up old cars and trucks and school buses, maybe. Um, there's a uh, an Instagram account that I follow called Shred and Butter, uh, but B U T T A, um, which I I started looking at because Ollie from With Bare Hands follows them, um, and basically. They just take like old obscure vehicles and re-life them. Um, so they've got like a load of old American school buses that they've done out as like tiny house, like mobile tiny houses and stuff like that. Um, a couple of old English uh, buses that they've done. Um, some of the like the old Citroen um, uh, vans, and they they've even got uh, like a Citroen van, but it's like. It's like a mini lorry with an articulated trailer on the back that they've turned mm-hmm. into a tiny house and they've got ones that they've turned into bars and stuff like that. And yeah, they're just a, a really cool little um, uh, business, I guess. Um, they're based in the UK. Um, like if you look at their actual feed, it's a lot of just photos of like old buses, but they're like multiple picture ones. So you've actually got to swipe across. Um but yeah, it's just, it's really fun. Um, I like their kind of, their style and what they do. And it's kind of, it's, it's one of those I look at every now and go, oh, I really want to do that. Um, so yeah, uh, Shred and Butter, uh, they are wonderful. Um, yeah, is there any other business? I'm going to spend the rest of the day thinking about this ancient, technology movie that we've been trying <laughs> to suss out it could be stargate i don't think it is i don't it's think not, it is though no, but it's, a, no. it's a start yeah. Yeah. Um, but no but i know what you mean it's that kind of technology yeah. but ancient stone yeah. dust lots of sand yeah i've got two well, portions i've got two portions do you want to go first and then i'll go then you'll go yeah i've just turned captions on in google hangouts or google meet where it's called now it's fucking incredible yeah, this is it, ridiculous. It, underst- it, it started out fucking. It understood every single word pirate gypsy Steve just said. Like, even the nuances and the, like, erms and ums and buts and ahs. It spelled them all out. It's still doing it now as I'm doing impression of Steve, and it's doing it in real time, and it's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> um, so that's my first bit of any other business. If anyone is in a situation where you're in a Google Meet, just turn on the captions. They're absolutely incredible. Um, and the second bit is Crafts with Ellen has yes. got into the final again of the heavy metal knitting. And she's just the most smoking hot woman on the face of the earth. And I wish her all the best. Taking the world by storm. Probably yeah. going to do something mental again like she did last time. Um, Ellen, you rock. Yeah, good shout. Uh Yes, I fully endorse the uh, shouting out of Ellen. The captions, not so much because I, I need to I need to turn them off because I'm getting distracted. But um, then it's come up as Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After me bigging them up like that. Yeah, Alan. Um, what am I to? Uh, so the first one is um, my welding helmet broke just as I was like it stopped like the auto dark darkening is just stopped working on it, which is really bad. And I may have given myself Arkai. Um, but 
yeah, so if anybody has any recommendations of like a decent, reasonably priced helmet, like you go cheap enough, it doesn't have auto darkening, it's just always dark. Yeah. Well and you don't have that problem. Well the thing is is I, I got rich to... people's problems, Steve. That's what you've got. <laughs> I, I got to briefly wear and use um Jim's uh the Sentinel Sentinel A fifty from E Sab E Sab. And oh it's fucking brilliant. Uh, so if anybody happens to work for them and wants to send me a free helmet, great. Because I cannot afford one of them. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing a shitload of welding in the next couple of years. And I kind of need one that's not going to fail on me like this one did. Um, so yeah, if anybody has any recommendations, feel free to ping them over to me. Um, the second bit of AOB, which was the actual important one. You know, I spiffed um, the Grainy Days guy last week. Uh, or maybe the week before, um, I've been watching a shitload of his videos um, recently. And genuinely, I've been really enjoying them. Um, like full hipster, but like really self-aware hipster. It's really drive sense. The worst humor. kind of hipster. Oh, it's so good. Um, but he did a uh, video about um, Silberzal's 35. Silberzal's yep. 35. Uh, which is um it's an old uh film like cine film um but uh there's a company that have released it in stills format um and it's, it's just really fucking interesting um so if you at all like getting geeky about stuff like film uh just just go have a look for it and and the actual company themselves is really cool the uh the technology behind it is really cool and they've got like a load of faqs and videos on the stuff that they're doing um and yeah i i had it written down that i wanted to give to talk about i think there was something else i wanted to say about them but i, I don't remember what it was because my brain doesn't mm -hmm. um but yeah uh they are good so go check them out uh speaking of things that are good if you want to get a hold of us you can find us in all of the usual social media places you can find me at moonshow metaworks you can find brett at skull and spade 13 and you can find al at al's hack shack al's hack shack I gave you all the fucking time then, and that was not time. It's not with four, four portions of AOB. It's like it's overload. You fucking, you had loads. Do you? It's not like you were listening to I've what got I was a song about. next week. Okay. Um, is it is it just uh, a cappella, or are you gonna like add some instruments in? Or? Al cappella. Ooh! If you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us as uh, FWT Podcast or Forty Tools everywhere. Um, except Twitter because Twitter's rubbish. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, until next time, we will see you then. We love you. And, and if anyone remembers what the film is with the thing yeah. and the dust and the creakiness and the, the cracking open, yeah, because we spent about 10 minutes talking about it in the like, I'm you all still know what, looking. You all know what I'm not even know. paying attention to you guys. I'm just yeah, looking you all up. know what we're talking about, yeah. Um, it's not the no, it's not that. It's not the Iron Giant. It's real cinema. Yeah. There's not that the Iron Giant is not real cinema. There's definitely know. like a, a rope going through a pulley thing and it all just... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And there could be something standing up. Yeah. Like a bit of... Oh. Yeah, I feel like like there's like a almost like a sheet falls off and... Oh, there and is. There's like, a sheet falls off. Yeah. And like billows in the dust. Yeah. Down to the ground. Fuck is it? We're just painting the most beautiful picture of whatever this well, thing. If this we're film all doesn't exist, this should just be a film. Yeah, we we should just make it. 
It's uh, ten minutes. It's ten minutes long, and it's just something. <laughs> rising I don't know what you don't know what it is. It's, yeah. it's the end of fucking that shit JJ Abrams film. <laughs> uh, right. So until next time, we love you. Uh, goodbye. Bye. It's a silent goodbye.